0: Uh, you, uh, missed that. you were saying about swearing. You're in at your in internet cafe in Kenya. No,
1: no I'm in. Uh, I'm in Wild Beast Camp, uh, and um, yeah, I've forgotten my earphones. That a Ear plug things, but so it, I can't swear that much. I probably can't speak that much.
0: And no, well, you not speak. Don't think it's said you're impersonating. <coughs> oh,
1: I know, I know. Would, so you're not going to give it a go.
0: You're not going to swear. I'm, I'm going to cough the whole time. So it's going to be a disaster. Anyway, we're recording now. Well, we,
1: well, so, plus, a, plus a, uh,
0: But you, 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 you were doing a mercy dash over there to uh, to stop someone being set on the fire, weren't you? Oh, are we, re- are we recording already? We're recording already, yes.
1: Oh, my goodness gracious me. Good grief. Look, I haven't even put my makeup on. Um, well, I came. You're scary uh, enough already. Came, yeah.
0: but, sorry? You're scary enough already. You don't need makeup.
1: Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, one of um, our uh ladies joanne, her name is uh, <coughs> she people had said people in her neighborhood she's not quite sure why, but they'd suddenly sort of turned she'd been living there for a long while they'd turned against her, and uh various i mean it happens a lot uh, and sometimes i have to it doesn't help having a white friend. You know, so because people get a bit, well, if you've got a white friend, you could have, she could build you a castle with five swimming pools and whatnot. Anyway, I don't know why they turned against Joanne, but the rumours were as follows. Number one, she was HIV positive, which she is, uh, and therefore, if you use the long drop communal toilet after her, uh, sorry, that's my point. She's HIV positive. So if you use the communal long drop toilet after her, you would of course become HIV positive of course of course uh, secondly uh, she has tb which she does not uh, but of course <coughs> that means that when she like do you have tb john who knows uh, so she has tb so when she hangs her washing out to dry all the tb germs go away go out come out of the washing and infect you and your lovely children Uh And then, thirdly, she has a blood-sucking demon lurking in her house. Or you? And of course, and uh, no, not me. And as we know, John, as everybody I think knows, the only way to get rid of a blood-sucking demon is to burn the house down with the person and the demon in it. So she's she's moved to uh, to another area (coughs) where. That does happen a lot. You just have to keep moving to where people don't know about you and your supposed blood-sucking demon. It's a fucking nightmare. Can you hold on just one second? Hello? Me, I'm okay. I'm doing a podcast at the moment. Okay. One irritating thing about Kenyans is, you know, I just like to start a, a phone conversation with, hello, let's get down to business. Yeah. Again, you have to, the hello, how are you? You saw me five, five hours ago. I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm, so there's all this politeness. At the, as you know, I'm not very big on politeness, but there's all this politeness at the beginning. And When you meet someone, there's greetings. And <coughs> I'm, you know, unfeasibly old. I really don't have time for greetings and niceties.
0: But that, that's the British way. It's not the Scottish way, but it's the British way. Oh, <sighs> British the, the British, doing with the it. The British, the Chinese, and the, the Japanese. The weight of time, John. We never bother with, we never bother with ni- niceties, do we? Well, it's just too too dangerous with a knife already Going out of the throat. teeth. Mm. Mm. So, mm. I hear... Yes.
1: Uh, I, I made a, uh, a list of news, John. News, Big comedy grief. news. Uh, I hear Tommy Shepard is not deputy leader of the SNP.
0: I'm saying nothing about shit rising. Er... Uh, I believe, okay, not, I believe he's OK, fine. believe Well,
1: not, obviously didn't rise
0: far enough. Well, the, whoever won got, like, 52% of the vote, uh, and then Tommy came second, so he did very well.
1: Really? Well, you should appeal, because the Brexiters got, you know, the uh, Brexiters got 52% of bone in the vote, uh, and the rest of them have never uh, stopped moaning. He could probably just start another campaign.
0: Complaints will start flooding in. Does
1: this mean... Yeah, uh, that's fine.
0: Um, Nicola Sturgeon. Invisible
1: Dot. Invisible Dot have collapsed.
0: I know, yes. I haven't read that story I mean, how could
1: that
0: happen? I I didn't read the headline. Sorry, I only read the headline didn't read the story. What's the story? Who who are Invisible Dot for our... I the headline, John. They're
1: they're in liquidation.
0: Who are Invisible Dot dot for our Guatemalans?
1: No, Invisible Dot are one of the good guys in terms of... Comedy, creative, um, you know small looking for interesting <coughs> comedy with comedy with knots and wrinkles, uh, and they and their venue, uh, they're not so much a dot now as a puddle. They've gone into liquidation. <laughs> See what I did there? Fucking hilarious, isn't
0: it? But uh, there's such a the comedy business at the moment. People are going out of business all over the place. Really? And uh, someone who was it? Simon Caden, uh, the industry podcast man. Put on, yep. put on 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 his uh, on his page. Uh, does anyone know any any comedy promoter who who runs a club uh, and makes a living out of it? Uh, not 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 runs a club and does other things, but runs a club and makes a living out of it. And I don't think anyone came back with an answer. Crikey! Uh, and I, I can't God. think of anyone who probably does that. Any any, any performer who runs a club and makes a, his business out of the club? No, I can't think of anyone.
1: Hmm. Uh, I mean. You... You see, I've I've mixed feelings about this because no, actually, I, don't. I mean you should be able to run a comedy club and make some money out of it. But it's like any other business, um, you know. You can put apples on a stall and make money, <coughs> it, but only if it's good apples, and you're cheery, and you know, and you're cheery about it, and you don't expect that uh, everybody has to buy your apples. You mean,
0: and, and you're only selling sorry. Al- I'm very tired. I'm, I'm
1: losing. I'm losing, losing the thread of my own metaphor here. And
0: you're only selling apples two, two nights a week, really. Friday, Exactly. Saturday.
1: Plus, everybody else in the street is also selling apples
0: for free. Well, they're selling it for free, as it it's, were. Some,
1: yeah, some of them are selling a lot of chipped, slightly gone-off apples <laughs> uh, for nothing.
0: But but the exciting news of the week is that the Apple store in Regent Street is reopening. But anyway, we'll pass that by.
1: Oh, hilarious segue there. Uh, And, yes, Chatty Man has gone. Well, thank goodness for that.
0: Oh, poor Chatty Man. This is Alan Carr. Chatty
1: Man. Alan Carr. I just... He he, he couldn't
0: couldn't get the guests that uh, Graham Norton were getting, apparently. Was getting. Yeah, oh, diddums.
1: I I think his talent was stretched there about as far as it could go. You know, there's, I don't know, maybe there should be room, room for more than one. You know, I always thought at least Graham keeps his uh, camp to the charming side of camp. I think Alan went over the line where it's just irritating.
0: You think? Yeah, I think he's very charming. He's, very, he's a national institution. He's much loved.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's the teeth. Maybe I just find the teeth scary.
0: I don't really the...
1: I'm not good with teeth.
0: Oh, you, know, you never
1: know. I'm not this good with with teeth. me. Uh, um, and yeah, now, I was very, thank you, very, very, I can't, well, I can't believe. You know, sometimes when we moan on and on and on and on about me, oh, the BBC, we this and it's all, all right, me. Well, no, fucking comedy fraternity. Um, you know, television, it never goes for the good guys and it's all rubbish. And Ivan Brackenbury, God bless his little multi-talented cotton socks it's got BBC One series for hospital folk
0: I know, extraordinary, yes wouldn't have I, thought he was BBC One I think One. it's wonderful I think it's wonderful too well,
1: thought... I know it's, it's <coughs> uh, commissioned, uh, what are we, is like? like a hospital ward here
0: it is well, we should try
1: for a series where hel- I, just, I just kind of bimble on, lose my thread because I'm knackered and you cough all the time
0: And not, unusually you're the healthiest person here yeah, and you had to get the word bimble um, in there, didn't you? That non existent word. Yeah, I
1: use the word bimble. It is a real word. Steve Rollins uses it. If Steve Rollins uses it, it is a proper word. He's been living in anyway, Germany too long. Um, uh, uh, Bill Bailey's got a sitcom.
0: Yes, Who everyone's are? getting a. Why have you not got a sitcom?
1: Well, I don't know, John. You haven't I get... don't know if I'm sitcom material. Although I have, I've, oh, I've, I have told Tim Renko that if I don't get. The part of some ghastly old Scottish harridan in his sitcom, I will come over and break his legs. And if he thinks he's got problems now walking, what with the CP and all, then once I've broken his legs, he's fucked. I'm just saying, ever, ever, I'm putting it out there, ever sympathetic, just putting it out there,
0: yes, ever sympathetic, yeah.
1: But you know. Tim we Tim virtually could... made the man, John. To be fair, we virtually made the man. Where would Tim Renko be without us?
0: We didn't make him very well. You and
1: your blog you and your blog, me and my glowing reviews, the boy would be nothing.
0: Well well when when they do the copstick sitcom, uh you could play you.
1: Now that's an idea. Yeah. No, I want Liz Carr I want Liz Carr to play me.
0: Nah, no no, he's he's better put, put him in a big wig, he's away. Uh, <coughs> I, I, I was at a thing at the, the Centre for Comedy Studies at Bruneau University the other day. There is a Centre for
1: Comedy Studies.
0: There is. I mean, what can I say?
1: Oh, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. What's with the Centre of Comedy Studies, for God's sake? Uh, that, that, still, this is how to be funny.
0: No, no, they, they analyse comedy. Don't even ask. Um, uh, but some, some... Yeah,
1: well, people have tried that, and all you do when you analyse comedy is you make it deeply unfunny. <coughs>
0: There was it was a thing about
1: it'll, out, be, it'll be the, the, the Gollier school of of generalized comedy and it will just destroy comedy. It's like it's like dissection, okay? To dissect a rat, first kill the rat. So to dissect comedy, first kill comedy. Leave it the fuck alone and let people be funny.
0: Anyway, it was, it was about outrage and uh, outrage and, and their class and all sorts of interesting facts. Oh, here things we go. Like that. Uh, but uh, some someone said I can't remember it was, someone said that uh, Stephen Bailey had been up at the BBC, and uh, when when he mentioned he was working class background, he said, "Oh no, we've already got one of those." Yes, I, I thought the most obvious thing about Stephen Bailey isn't that he's working class. I wouldn't even have thought he was working class. But uh.
1: no, no. But, I mean, I do think that um, in the world, in the world, in the whole world, I'm talking globally here, John. But no, in most. <coughs> Because of social media, uh, the big voices that you hear are privileged, white, middle-class voices talking a crock of shit about things that they, they shouldn't really be talking about. So everything that is like, okay, I am not a supporter of Donald Trump. I think the man's probably the monster that everyone thinks he is. Um, But I really have had it with, you know, the privileged, middle class, you know, overly educated Brit and, you know, an American voice, the kind of university chatterati, you know, saying that everyone who would vote for Trump is, you know, uh, uh, is pond life. Shut the fuck up. You vote for who you want to vote for. Do not make judgments <laughs> Because, <coughs> you know, it's like Brexit. People are voting for Trump because they sound a bit like him. They sound a bit like them. Not, you know, overly educated. Just a, a work, like a, a a man who's had jobs Trump. and empires and, you know, they just sat I know, he inherited it from his dad. But you know what I mean? It's the...
0: the He's highly underprivileged.
1: The, no, I'm not saying he was underprivileged, but they go, well, you've run a business. You've, you're not a career politician.
0: Yes, it's like, he's not a career and politician. It's,
1: and yeah. it's not, let's, not, let's not get bogged down in Trump. Perish the thought. Um, <laughs> but the the chatterati, who, generally speaking, don't have proper jobs. They all have the kind of jobs that if they were wiped off the planet, nobody would miss them. You know, come the apocalypse, Uh, okay, we'll be living without the (laughs) arms and the brokers and the the commentators, and nobody's going to die because they've gone. But now they have the power, they have the vocal power, they have the opinion power, because they're all over social media, the Twitterati, and they don't like the working classes. They don't like, you know, Brexit was by and large a working class vote. Donald Trump's, I think, will kind of be uh, a working class and businessman vote. I'll um,
0: businessman.
1: And it's it's not, it, it's not really, it's not so much left and right anymore. It's I think there is, you know, certainly in America, certainly here, uh, it's kind of a, a, a what do you call it, a backlash from people. which you lot whittling on on Twitter about? <coughs> um, you know, creating new gender-neutral pronouns and not being able to say "boo" to a goose who comes from "boo." Uh, would you just shut the fuck up and let people who have practical lives to live, who have practical shit to do, get on with doing practical shit and not sit on their overprivileged asses all day thinking of new ways to be outraged?
0: And that. That covers the comedy, you know, as well. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and the and and Brunel University thing. The, the middle class obviously came up as well, and it was put forward, I think, by Mark Busi of the British Comedy uh, Guide, that uh, uh, one one reason why <coughs> sorry one reason why lots of comedians are middle class is because at the beginning you have to do a lot of gigs for no money, and if you have to have some sort of financial backing to actually become a comedian. Uh, and, uh, you either have to be some dad, daddy's got money but then you're probably not going to be a comedian uh, or uh, you have to have some sort of way of supporting yourself for maybe three, four, five, six years before you can actually make a full time living out of it and therefore it's, it's inherent that uh, comedians are, by and large are going to be middle class and what, what, what didn't come up was that I think that also that means that in fact as, as you were talking about the quote working class unquote that the, the comedians yep. are, are sort of out of kilter with the, the, the real public. They're, they're in kilter yes. with the people who go to comedy clubs because the people who go to comedy clubs, even if they're cheap comedy clubs, tend to be middle class. But they're, yeah. they're out yeah. of kilter with the, the mass of voters, which is why Brexit was such a shock. In fact, there yeah. were middle class people talking to middle class people, by and large yeah. liberal, possibly gone to university, and they weren't yeah. in touch with the north of England, for example. And in fact, there was, well, a, t- there was an interesting on the radio, in fact, saying that... Uh, that a lot of the places that voted most to get out of the common market were the places yep. that got most money out of the common market because they were underprivileged places.
1: I think you'll find, John, that it's not been the common market for quite some time.
0: Well, it is to me. <laughs> and, 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 uh, oh,
1: you wonderful, you wonderful old-fashioned boy. You. Did you
0: read my wonderful interview with Richard Gad about the Perrier Award?
1: Yes. As I like to, <laughs> as I like to call it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you no. Know, the the uh, social media, uh, generally speaking, I think I just created a whole lovely world where nobody actually has to do anything. You know, if I read one more person going, oh, um, love and compassion to the women of Haiti or whatever, Haiti, it just, you go, well, fuck off, what good's that going to do them? Yeah. What good's that going to do them? <coughs> And uh, I stand with this and I stand with that. Fuck off. Get up off your largely overprivileged white first world arse and go and do something about it. No, no, no. Then you know quite frankly, your love and compassion means fuck all to anyone. Really, that might come as a shock to the love and compassion people. But the words love and compassion typed into a social media outlet do nothing. They don't change the world. They don't, the only thing they change is that they give you a temporary warm glow in knowing that you're a marvelous person. I mean, fuck And I speak as somebody who's out here up to my nipples in shite. Not right at the moment, because I felt that would, you know, I think the broadcast, the, uh, the podcast deserves me to sit down and, you know, be someplace relatively nice. But people going using words like, you know, all oh, great work, blah, blah, blah. But, Nothing, nothing doesn't help. I can sit down with the women I sit with and go, yeah, uh, Johnny from um, Ravenscourt Park sends love and compassion. They're still gonna die in a heap of shit along with their children screaming in the last agonies of whatever it is. You know, it's, it's, but, but it doesn't take long living in that nice safe social media world to think that it's the real world.
0: You know,
1: Once upon a time, somebody who communicated only with people that couldn't actually see were put in an asylum. Not given you know a gazillion Twitter followers and, became, and given a position of power in their world. It's You're just talking to voices, except they're not in your head, they're on your iPad.
0: Unless you get complaints rolling in. It's going to be controversial. Well, I, 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 I express I express no opinion on Brexit at all, but I am pissed off with people just whining, whinging on and on and on about oh, we lost the Brexit vote. I mean, yeah, yep. yeah it's, it's like yep. when are going to stop? It's like so, oh, 1979, we lost. We Labour should have won. Margaret Thatcher shouldn't have won. When are you going to stop yep. whinging? Okay, people go out and do something about it. They didn't mind campaigns to do something positive, yep. but just whinging on about it, just. Yep. Which just whinging. Grown, grown men just whinging on about something that happened in the past and they can't change yep. and aren't doing anything to yep. change. Anyway. Complaints yeah, to me, John Fleming. Wrong. Carry on. Oh, well, though, we've frozen.
1: To think before Brexit. Just, I mean, to be fair, um, the, I, I'm getting about 25% less for the pound here in Kenya than I was. Before, but that's nothing to do, actually, with. Um, <coughs> that's not really to do with Brexit because the, the the way the exchange rates are done, it's all done in the cloud somewhere, it's decided by a row of men. So it's not you know it, it's not real. It's just politicians deciding that oh you know we'll punish you now by making your currency shift.
0: Well, well, it's, it's, it's I, just,
1: I just wish people would... <laughs> she said, I'm, I'm, I want to whine about people whining. Indeed. If you're, going, if you're really upset, do something. Yes. If you're not that upset, shut the fuck up.
0: Or at least a whinge for about... Would th- be my advice. I'd win for two weeks and then stop, for heaven's sake. I mean, you yeah. know. Well, on the yes. other hand, the Irish have been whinging about 1916 forever. That's a little bit controversial, there. We we don't whinge about Culloden particularly. You and I don't whinge about Culloden. Culloden was much worse in nineteen
1: sixteen. I know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, although I was attacked in a Kenyan bar the other night, not physically, but uh, and held responsible for the whole of British colonialism.
0: What well, I think that's best fair enough. I blame you. I blame uh, you as well. Yeah, to
1: be honest, it's, yeah, but um, I.
0: But what, but wasn't uh, a friend of the president? Called I Hitler? was. I,
1: I, drink might have been. I think possibly I'm not even going to tell you what my replies were, um, I think, I think uh, were because that would just get me into more trouble.
0: I think we're coming to an end here because a uh, message flashed up saying poor reception, and indeed your your picture's going a bit bizarre, and your your speech is going a bit bizarre. No, that's
1: my face, John. That's my face. Ah, that'll be that it. is my actual face. And
0: what a face it is! So we'll probably be- if- go on. We'll probably better end here for, um, for practical reasons.
1: But- I will see you for a proper podcast next Friday.
0: Indeed. Uh, Alden, we, we are in trouble because I don't quite know how to switch this off now. Uh, oh I have to switch it on and no, no. switch it off. It's a little terribly technical. What, should I keep
1: talking? Should I keep whining about something? Just in case that we don't want dead air, do we?
0: No, we're okay now.